chapter 3, as we're going to read verses 1 through 8. And I've read this many times. I usually read this at funerals, but today it's not a funeral. Today is a day to be thankful. But we're going to read this anyway. Let's all now please stand to honor the reading of God's word. As we read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. And this, of course, is a, a, a passage that has been read many a times. I'm sure you've all heard it about time of seasons. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time of love and a time of hate. A time of war and a time of peace. God bless and honor the reading of his word and you may be seated. There's a time for all things and today is a time to be grateful. A time to be grateful, a time to be thankful. Today is that time. And I am very grateful and thankful today for those times. I very truly, truly am. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Today, we're going to talk about harvest. It is harvest time. We're going to be thankful for all the time of harvest. And you may think, well, we're not farmers. Well, we don't have to be farmers to, to be grateful for the harvest because we'd most definitely take up the times of harvest. And we're to be thankful for the time of harvest. In fact, the title of today's sermon is Harvest Time. It's harvest time, and we're to be very thankful and grateful for the time of harvest. So what is a time of harvest? Well, there's several ways of looking at it. There's, there is. There's the gathering of the planted, reaping and joy, and that's what the Bible talks about so very often, the time of harvest, the reaping and joy, what has been sown. And I'll admit, when I was a little kid and I hear about sowing, I thought about my mom on her little sewing machine. And I didn't understand about that or tearing, which was tearing up, bringing up, harvesting what has been sown, what has been planted. And that's what the Bible's talking about, by the by. The produce of your work, your investment, the time that you put into it. And that's what they're talking about, the time of harvest. Now, in the biblical sense, biblically, they're talking about the literal time of harvest sometimes, not always. Sometimes they're talking about Israel and rescu rescuing the remains of Israel. Sometimes they're talking about the resurrection of the believers when they're talking about harvest. And there's other things as well that the Bible's talking about. It says in Psalm, Psalm 85, verse 12, it says, Yes, the Lord gives what which is good. Excuse me. The Lord gives that which is good, and our land shall yield its increase. It says that. But there's many things that we talk about when we talk about the harvest of the Lord. There are many things that we talk about. When we talk about harvest, we're talking about the fruit. Now, I'll admit, again, as a little boy, when I hear about fruit, I would literally think of bananas. I would think of oranges, which is my favorite of all fruits. And I love apples and all sorts of other fruits. But that's not what it means when it's talking about fruit. When it's about fruit, it's talking about the produce of what is planted, which could be fruit, could be vegetables, whatever. But it's talking about those things. And, and in this case, it's talking about the produce of our serving the Lord. That's what it's talking about. So we get to harvest the things. We get to serve the Lord. We get to plant, and then we get to harvest it. Today, that's what mostly we're going to talk about. 
Yes, we could literally be talking about those things. But today we're going to talk about serving the Lord and we get to harvest it. And that's a beautiful thing. We get to do that. It says in Proverbs 3, verse 9, it says, honor the Lord with your substance. I love that. I love that word. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. And verse 10 says this. It says, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your uh, presses, uh, excuse me, and your presses burst out with new wine. New wine, by the way, was more like juice, more like grape juice, not so, so much uh, dr- drinking, drunken wine. No, no, no. But it goes to show that you were going to have plenty left, plenty given because of what you've done, what you've given unto God. We're to have a good harvest for what we give unto God. Second Corinthians 9.10 says this, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and supplies bread for your food will also multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. When we give to God, we get back. Not that that's why we do it. We don't give to get. However, however, when we serve the Lord God, you can outgive God. You can't. It's impossible. Oh, I'm going to give God so much more than he can give me. No, 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 no. Ain't going to happen. You can go out there and plant and sow in the field right now. And I'm talking about your spiritual life. And God's going to keep giving blessings back. That's what God does. That's what he does. Little Christian farmer. That's what God does. I love what it says here. Matthew 9, 37 through 38. Oh, I love this. It says, Then he, talking about Jesus, then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. They're few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send out laborers into his harvest. Because the fact is, it's very true. There are plenty of people out there supposed to be planting for the Lord, serving the Lord, preaching the word, giving to the Lord. Fact is, even amongst Christians, even amongst Christians who claim to be Christians, don't do the work. They don't plant much. Oh, they want to receive, but they don't plant. You know, I I got news for you, and I'm sure this is a great shock. It's a great shock. I eat. Isn't that a shock? I eat. You can look at my, my wonderful waistline right now and be shocked that I eat. But I'm not great at cooking. I'm not great at cooking. But my mom... And others have have cooked. Uh, I'm not saying I don't cook. I I have before. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not the first at the oven. I'm not the first at the oven. I'm definitely first when they're serving. The point is this. Now, I'm talking in a literal sense, but I'm telling you this. How many Christians, how many people at churches, they're not the first to serve, but they're they're first when it's being served to them. It's almost like a, you remember the little red hen? Remember the little red hen? She says, you do not serve, you do not eat. Is what she used to say. By the way, that's the first time Donald Duck ever showed up, in case you don't know that. But it, I thought you cared, but I'm telling you anyway. The fact of the matter is, is uh, if you do not serve, you do not eat. And the Lord God wants us to serve. And this, the Lord is so gracious. He gives unto us. He gives. But if you want good back to you and you want to receive blessings from God in the time of harvest, serve him. And you will receive plenty of blessings and wonderful things. People a lot of times say, how come I'm not growing in God? And I think you know why. If you're not growing in God, it's because you're not seeking him. And I could tell you, I'm not telling him because of you. I'm telling him because of me. 
I'm not saying, oh, I've lost you. And I've seen what you do and don't do. Can I be honest with you? Maybe you can call this selfish. I don't know. I'm not watching you. I'm watching my mirror. You say, oh, you're egotistical. No, I'm human. I know what I have done and not done. I know when I have not served God. I know when I have fallen short of the glory of God. I know when I have not been out there sowing and then wonder how come you don't get the planted blessings back. How come my garden isn't growing with blessings and honorable, wonderful, holy things? You know why, Philip. You know why when you don't feel like you're growing a God. Sometimes it's because you're, you're serving and it's just not your time. Other times it's because you're not serving. I don't know why I don't feel like I'm just growing in the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because you're not there with the Word of God opened. Oh, you can go blink, blink, blink and turn on every TV station in the whole wide world. And I don't know why. I just don't feel it. I don't feel it. Well, you know why you don't feel it. Because you're not harvesting. You're not harvesting because you're not planting. You don't plant. You don't grow. You don't plant. You don't eat. You know why. And you do know why. If you do not obey and serve, you do not produce good fruit. You do not produce it. You do not receive the produce of the good fruit of the Lord. Remember that little red hen? Yep. You remember it. Proverbs 10.5 says this. He who gathers in summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Oh, I've done plenty of sleeping. Oh, man, I've had a more Z's, and I love to tell you. And then you wonder why you don't feel well. You know why. You know why. 2 Corinthians 11.3. But I fear that somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve, I love this. Eve, excuse me, let me say it again. But I fear that somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve through his trickery, so your minds might be led astray from the simplicity that is in Christ. So many times people, they don't grow in God because they're falling for the trickery of Satan. And a lot of times it's because they say, well, we're saved by grace. I mentioned this many a times before, and I continually will. We are saved by grace. But sometimes we're so quickly to say, well, I'm saved by grace. I don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything to earn salvation, and that is true. But if you want to grow, if you want to grow in the word, then get out there and get the planting so that you can grow in a time of harvest. And I'm talking about in your spiritual growth here. You will feel the eating. By the way, I, lose, I, I, I sometimes lose weight because I watch what I eat, and that's true. That's true. That is true. However, I've noticed that when I stupidly don't eat, by stupidly, I mean when I eat nothing all day and the next day and the next day, sometimes I go two or three days with eating very, very little. I wonder why I'm walking around going, you know, I don't know. I just don't know why I feel like I have no strength whatsoever. I'm not really sure why I don't have any strength. you got nothing in you. you got nothing in you, and I'm walking around like a zombie and don't know why I have no physical strength whatsoever. Folks, Christians, if you don't put any spiritual strength in you, you got no, you got no strength because you have nothing feeding off of nothing. And you know that, you know that. I think I'm going to survive physically, so don't worry. I'm okay. I'm all right. But spiritually, we have to feed. In order to feed, we have to grow. The spiritual food, we have to harvest. In order to harvest, we have to sow. Amen? Amen. Galatians chapter 6, 7 and 9 here, 7 through 9, excuse me, says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. 
For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not give up. I love that verse, and I'm going to read it here in just a little bit. We want spiritual fruit. If we want spiritual fruit, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to continue to read the Word. We need to continue to pray. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. There's times that <laughs> times I'm lazy, and I don't want to read the Word. There's times I'm lazy, and I'd rather sleep. There's times that I have slothfulness, just like you. Don't you blame me, Pastor. I'm not blaming you. I'm saying you're human, just like me. But the fact of the matter is, is that's the times I had to say, no, no, no. If you do not work, you do not eat. If you do not work, thank you, little red hen. If you do not work, you do not eat. If you do not plant, you do not harvest. If you do not sow, you do not reap. And we have to make sure that we continue to plant it in so it can come out. Amen. Amen. We want the spiritual fruits. And by the way, we're not talking about the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's a completely different thing. We'll talk about that very soon here in this couple of weeks. But we want to talk about the spiritual fruits of the Holy Spirit. So let's now turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. But the fruit, now the fruit, this is the, this is the, the literal fruit in the sense we're talking about the fruits. But this is the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of me fruit of the spirit that lives within me talking about the holy spirit now a lot of times people get arrogant talking about look what i got look what i no, you don't you don't have it this is because the holy spirit that lives within you talking about holy spirit which is part of god part of jesus christ holy spirit when you allow the spirit to live and flow through you listen what it does it plants some things listen what it plants the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience gentleness goodness faith Meekness and self-control. Self-control. You hear that? Self-control. It goes on to tell us that the that we are uh, not to be a part of those other things. Self-control. It goes on to say a few other little things, but those are the things that we are to plant. Now, now I say this to say this to you. If you find yourself without love, but hate, if you find yourself without joy anger all the time and you don't have peace and patience and gentleness but you find so always frustrated irritated going off all the time and you're not really feeling the holy spirit i'm not saying you don't have the holy spirit i'm not saying that once you're saved you have the holy spirit i am saying that we're too often eating off the things of the world now i find myself once in a while doing this i find myself wanting to say things i shouldn't say i'm not gonna lie to you about that i find myself wanting to feed off the ways of the flesh so you know what we need to do once in a while turn off the television it makes us mad and pick up the word of God. Pray into the Lord. Feed off the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit, not the rotten fruit of the world. I'm just as guilty as you are. I'm just as guilty as you. But don't let that rotten fruit grow within us because it happens sometimes. I find myself sometimes producing rotten fruit. And I said, get thee behind me, Satan. Get that rotten fruit off my tree. I don't want that fruit. I want the fruit of the Lord God growing, not, I don't want to plant it. I want the Holy Spirit to plant it within me. Amen? Amen. 
I don't want the rotten, the the the, the horrible. Now, you ever bitten into a fruit that looks so nice because of thank you grocery store folk for spraying your wax and junk upon top of the fruits and they look so good and then you bite into it and and you just it, oh it, it may look good on the outside but you bite into it and it's as rotten as rotten as if a worm was in it and that worm incidentally is not a worm it's a snake the same serpent that was in the garden of eden and i don't want that and i don't want it growing in me I want the love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. You can say, I can't help myself. Yes, you can. Because greater is he who's in you than he who's of the world, 1 John 4, 4. You have the self-control, not because of you, but because he who's living within you. Lean upon that. James 3, 18. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And the lack thereof is not of God anyway. The lack thereof of is he who's of the world, and we know that. By the way, Jesus Christ speaks of the harvest. Jesus Christ spoke of the harvest on many times. I'm now going to read to you what Jesus says about the harvest. So let's turn to the book of Matthew. We'll speak to the book of John here in a minute, but the book of Matthew, Mr. Levi, Mr. Taxman, We're going to turn to chapter 13. And I'm going to go back and forth on this because Jesus speaks in parables. See, now a parable, there's a story he spoke, and you could say it was a riddle. No, not really a riddle. He was speaking of spiritual things, but he's speaking in a way that people could understand him. So I'm going to first read to you the parable, and then we're going to explain it. So let's first look to uh, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then we're going to explain what he means. That same day, Jesus went out to the uh, out of the house and sat beside the sea. Great crowds assembled around him so that he went into a boat and sat there, and the whole assembly stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. While he sowed, some seeds fell by the path, and the birds came and devoured them, but other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up because they did not have deep soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And because they did not take root, they withered away. Some seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. But other seeds fell into good ground and produced grain, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times as much. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, let them hear it, let them understand it. Now let us turn. Or, or at least go to verses uh, 18 through 23 of that chapter. And he says this, Therefore, listen to the parable of the sower. He's speaking to the disciples now, incidentally. He says, Therefore, listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away that, excuse me, what was sown in his heart. This is the one who receives seed beside the path. But he who received the seed on rocky ground is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution uh, arises because of the war word, eventually he falls away. He also who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word 
the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit. Some produce a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. In other words, there are those who under, who hear it and are excited about it, but they don't grow any at all. There are others who receive it, they get excited, and after a while, they wither away. And then there are some who receive it and continue to grow. So there are some who will continue to serve the Lord God forever. There are some who very, very seldom grow at all and others who don't grow any, any at all. It doesn't mean that those aren't saved. There are some who are saved, some who are not saved, some who are saved but don't serve at all. My whole point is there's many Christians who do not harvest, many Christians who hear the word and don't grow upon the word. You might say, well, I've known a lot of people who are saved, but they don't harvest, they don't plant, they don't, and that's their loss. This doesn't mean that they're not saved. There are some who do hear the word and aren't saved. We know that. We can see it right there. He talks about it. This doesn't mean that they are not our brothers and sisters of Christ. There are some who are our brothers and sisters of Christ, some who say they are and are not. And there are some, there are some who are our brothers and sisters of Christ, but they harvest very little. That's between them and the Lord Jesus Christ. However, it's not our place to know. We're not their judge. However, we can see it because when the time of harvest comes, what little they will have. What we are to do is continue to plant, continue to sow, continue to bring in the harvest because a time will come when we will all stand before the Lord God and we're to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to keep looking at other people's farm. I'm going to continue to serve and grow and plant and wait. Jesus also says, in Matthew 13, verses 24 through 30, he gave another great parable of weeds. He told them another parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. But when the shoots had sprung up and produced fruit, the weeds also appeared. So the servants of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Then where did the weeds come from? He said to them, an enemy did this. The servant said to him, will you then have us go and gather them up? But he said, no, lest you gather up the weeds, you pull up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather up the weeds first, and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And then when it came time to explain it, he did that. Let's now look to verses 36 through 43, and he says this, Then Jesus sent the crowds away, went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, He who sows good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the weeds... The weeds are the sons of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the weeds are gathered and burned in the fire, so it shall be the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send out his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all the things that offend and those who do evil, and will throw them into a fiery furnace. 
There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let him hear. And the whole point is this, folks. The whole point is the devil sends out weeds in this world of false religions and other peoples right now, whether it be Jehovah's Witness or Mormons or uh, Roman Catholic or whatever it might be. There are people right now who believe that they can get to heaven in ways on Jesus Christ. This is weed, weeds that are growing up poorly in this world. But the Lord Jesus Christ lets it happen because the time will come when Jesus will set it right. The time of harvest will come. Jesus said many, many other things. We see in John chapter 4, verse 34 through 38, Jesus said that to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Listen, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. He who receives, reaps receives wages and gathers fruit that leads to eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this saying, for in the, this is the saying true, one sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap a crop for which you did not labor, and you have benefited from their labor. And he says one more thing, and I have to say the full thing because I love that these two names show up together in the book of John, chapter 12, 22 through 26. And it, when you hear it, you're going to love these two names together. You're just going to love it. They're the, probably the prettiest disciple names that ever existed. These two disciple names. When you looked at John, chapter 12, verse 22 through 26, it says, Philip came and told Andrew. By the way, my full name is Philip Andrew Coombs, in case you didn't know. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Folks, the time of harvest is coming. We are to be of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, there's so many people who believe that they are their own. You're not. If you are the Lord Jesus Christ, don't go around planting yourself. Don't go around planting yourself for what you want. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a weed. I don't want to be a weed. I want to be wheat for the Lord. I want to be what God wants me to be. I don't want someday for someone to say, well, he did what he wanted to do. No. I want to be what God wants me to be. That might be that I lose everything that this world thinks is great. I don't care. I don't care what the world thinks about me. I care what God wants me to be. That might very well be, mean that in the end, everybody who sees me says, boy, that Philip is a loser. Guess what? In your eyes, world, I might very well be a loser. And guess what? That's okay with me. 
because I look at the world right now that thinks that they're winning. We're winning, but guess what? In the eyes of God, you're losing because if you don't have Jesus Christ, he who's bringing everything up in the time of harvest before the Lord, you're not winning, you're losing, and you're going to burn. Weed, you're going to burn. And I don't say this out of hatefulness. I don't say this out of hatefulness at all. I say it because I love you. I want you to be brought before the Lord. You can be turned from weed to wheat like this. The time of harvest is coming. Turn away from the ways of the world and turn to God. The time of harvest is coming. It's not too late yet. Turn to him. Turn to him. And fellow Christians, I know you're getting tired. Probably tired of hearing me right now, but let me tell you this. Don't get tired. Keep serving Jesus Christ. Keep serving. You're probably getting tired of being kicked at by the world. Get tired of looking at stuff on the news. Get tired of always being mocked and made fun of me, made to feel stupid. But you remember, the ones who are ignorant are those who don't know the Lord, Jesus Christ. Oh, they can call themselves intelligent. They can call themselves all sorts of things. Listen, you can call yourself all sorts. You can call yourself a man when you're a woman or a woman when you're a man. You can call yourself all sorts of things. I can say that I am all sorts of things, too, that I'm not. It doesn't make it true. But God is the one who's in charge of all things. I don't care what the scientists say. If this, there's a lot of scientists who serve the Lord, by the way. There's a lot of them who do. But here's the thing. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary in doing good. Let's not grow weary in doing good. Keep serving God and doing what is good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not give up. Don't give up. Keep serving God. The time will come. The time of harvest is on its way. There's a harvest right now. But when you're serving God, you will receive glory here on earth. There's that time of harvest. Time of harvest when you're serving God and you're going to feel it. And then there's a time of harvest when you stand for the Lord God. And that eternal harvest will come too. And you'll see that. But don't you give up. Psalm 107 verse 8 through 9 says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for he is faithful. Excuse me, for his faithful love and his wonderful works for all humanity. For he has satisfied the thirsty and filled the hungry with good things. Now, this upcoming Thursday, you're going to be eating a whole lot. And that's going to be nice until you try to buckle the belt later. But here's the thing. Spiritually speaking, you could be filling up right now. Spiritually speaking, you could be filling up on the word of God and upon his glory. Amen. And one last thing as we close today, and remember this, it's so very true. Isaiah 40, verse 8, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God shall stand forever. Let us close in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, you're with us continuously and you never stop. And I pray at this time of harvest, Lord God, that you will be with every single one of those who asked you into their heart. I pray, Lord God, right now as they are tired, as they feel lonely, I pray that you will help them to stand strong, Lord God. I pray that they will feel your love and compassion for those who feel as if they're ready to give up. I pray that they don't. I pray, Lord God, that you will show them even this day that you're with them. Give them a blessing. Please, Lord Jesus, give them a blessing to see that you're with them. Something personal that they'll know. And I pray that, Lord Jesus Christ, 
they'll be able to feel your power. I pray they'll pick up your word and feel your special presence upon them through the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's someone out there right now who's been running from you for a very long time. I pray this very day they'll run from the world and run back to you. And they will be able to feel your love and your loving arms wrapped around them. And those tears that they will have will be tears of pain at first, but then turn to tears of joy when they feel you saying, welcome home. I've never given up on you. And they will be thankful to know that we still love them and you still love them too. Lord God, I pray if there be anyone right now who's not for certain of their salvation, that today they will be for certain of it, that they will ask you to save them, Lord. That it's not of certain words that we speak, but words of the heart, and that they will pray those words right now, Lord, in their heart to ask you to be their Savior. I pray right now, Lord God, that the harvest will begin. In Jesus' most holy and precious name I do pray, amen.